0: Here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. No matter what you look like, who you love, what your religion, or where you're from, you've got a friend in Armstrong County, Pennsylvania. That is the message allegedly so objectionable that it needed to be taken off a billboard recently. But there's one across the street that isn't subject to the same rules. Plus, it's less than 90 days to pride. (laughs) It's Wednesday, March 8th. I'm Megan Harris, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. I'm with Jim Shepard, the editor of Qberg, a queer centering outlet here in Western Pennsylvania. Jim, how's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. Um, this whole story is wild to me. The word objectionable is a choice. What was your first thought when you saw this story playing out?
1: Well, when I first heard about it, I almost had to give out an audible guffaw uh,
0: about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because the billboard that was deemed, quote unquote, objectionable by the billboard company was that exact message that you just uh, read to everyone? Yeah, and it was a, actually a very inclusive message, and it's
0: positive. It's warm. It's fuzzy.
1: I I don't know what world is uh, says that that's. A problem to have on any billboard sign poster anywhere you see that in schools universities businesses
0: and we'll put up a picture on our social channels just so you can see it but it's like a light blue color there's no real images to it it's literally just a graphic of armstrong county it's it's nothing right that message was put up originally by the Armstrong County Democrats um, because of a different billboard across the street. Um, Mind you, this is all on 422 in Worthington, a little north of the city. Um, And it's one of those digital ones that can uh, rotate a bunch of different messages. Neighbors were saying that those flash all kinds of interesting stuff. Did you get a glimpse of them?
1: I've I've seen pictures and, and Twitter and Instagram pictures of what the bill the digital billboard that is still up yeah. uh, shows. And there's you know anti-Semitic messages. There's anti-immigrant messages. And these this electronic billboard, which is privately owned, um, has been displaying these messages for years at this point. Yeah, I guess the uh, the Armstrong County Democrats wanted to put up their own billboard to show that, you know, Armstrong County is not entirely represented by this person's billboards and everyone is welcome here in Armstrong County.
0: Right. Um, WTAE got some clips of the two guys at the center of this. I'm sure you've seen this, Jim. Um, the first one is Chuck Pascal. He's the one who bought the inclusive message from the third-party billboard company. And the second person you hear is John Plasic. He owns the billboard that's flashing everything else, um, plus WTA reporter Ashley Zilka.
1: His billboards hamper us from getting economic development in this county, hamper us from bringing... Uh, jobs into this county and companies. I don't see anything offensive about my board. You know, I'm telling the truth.
0: Along with supporting police and political messages, one of Plastic's signs reads American History Month, not white
1: or black. I don't believe in Black History Month. I'll tell you why. All it is is a divide between white people and black people. It's American history. It's interesting to digest how he describes his message. Yeah. Um, I am curious as to the justification that the the uh, the billboard company that took down the inclusive message, what their justification was for uh, deeming it objectionable and taking it down.
0: Yeah. Have you seen anything about that? Because I haven't seen them respond to anybody because this has gotten a little bit of reporting across the city.
1: Right. So we do know that the property owner where the billboard was located uh Indicated that he had received death threats or threatening messages of some kind. And that's what he communicated to the billboard company. And that's their justification
0: for taking it down.
1: But, you know, there's doesn't seem to be any evidence with the local police department if um, this gentleman reported receiving those threats or anything. So that's inconclusive right now. Um, But the company themselves have not put out a a public comment or anything like that. Qberg.com, we did reach out to them and did not receive a comment.
0: Interesting, Um, but like I don't. How is "no matter who you are, you're welcome here" considered objectionable? Like, even if you do receive some kind of threat, like how is that what you say if you've reviewed the message?
1: Right. I mean, it's almost indicative of the topsy turvy world we are kind of in right now. You know, when you have unserious and unqualified politicians who are in their, their elected leadership using their power to demonize a certain group of people, which we are seeing across the country.
0: Group or groups. Right.
1: With, uh, you know, the anti-trans laws and banning drag shows and banning books. When you have our leaders pushing that kind of message, you kind of get like a trickle down to the people where they think there's now a permission to speak in this manner. And that causes like a ripple effect too where if you accept those negative messages as the way things are supposed to be, positive messages are suddenly, well, well, that's not what we're supposed to say. And it's something that is very troubling to the LGBTQ community, especially the trans community. And it's, it's traumatizing. We're seeing it not just, you know, out there in, in Worthington, but, you know, there's some things closer to home right now, too.
0: Have you heard from folks in the community about, you know, kind of how this stuff is affecting them?
1: Oh, it's, you know, it's it's really traumatic to the community. I come from a generation where my adult life has been spent in the 2000s. And <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, for me and younger, things tended to be going in such a very positive direction, especially for the LGBTQ community. So to see such a 180 on these issues in such a very dramatic way has really started to like throw some people back into the closet. People are afraid to be who they are whenever they constantly get hit with these negative messages. And it's not a good place for any of us to be.
0: It kind of feels like it's got like a snowball effect.
1: Right. So like I was talking about how it just kind of builds on itself. Yeah. The negativity builds on itself. And, you know, we've we've really seen an uptick of... You know, bias motivated incidents in the city of Pittsburgh. I know it's hard to believe. We think of you know Pittsburgh as being a very welcoming place, but you know there's been some instances where you know uh, queer spaces have been threatened with bomb threats recently. Um, there's been neighborhood disputes that are very clearly. Um, biased against uh, trans folks that are mm-hmm. living and and being part of our community.
0: I mean, the what, the protect trans kids that right. so many of us have in our yards and our windows, those, as beautiful as they are, came from something quite ugly in the north side.
1: Right. So the good thing that comes out of this is like, those messages of, of support now that we're seeing with the yard signs for Protect Trans Kids and the community is really trying to b- build this more positive. Let's keep moving forward. Let's try to drown out this this uh, ugliness. And it's, it's going to take a lot of work from everybody to try to get us back on track a little bit.
0: Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CityCast all one word, for $5 off. So I want us to lift it back up a little bit. Um, tell us about some of the stuff that we can be excited about um, right. and be uh, good members of the community and good allies.
1: To- right. So I do always like to celebrate queer joy. Absolutely. Um, I, I, like you said, I feel like sometimes the news about my community Always focuses on the negative, but there's so much positive going on in the community. Um, Qberg, we maintain a, a community calendar where folks can see all the LGBTQ-centric events that are going on. Yep, they're amazing. Um, so this spring, every Sunday, there's going to be free yoga classes. They're being held at the brand-spanking new community center that's spelled Q M N T Y Center. Gotcha. Um, that's a that's an organization that's made up of of Proud Haven, which is a a uh, queer and trans youth organization.
0: Yeah, Lindsay Sickler. They've been on the show before.
1: Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay is a hero of the community. And whenever I think of queer joy like we just talked about, I think of Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay is a helper and a doer, and she's always ready with a hug.
0: And that Proud Haven space is just incredible. Yeah. What an asset that is to the city um, really. and to the north side as well.
1: And then, of course, I know it's only March right now, but we are under 90 days until Pittsburgh Pride. Woo-woo. So, Pittsburgh Pride will be the very first weekend of June. That's June 2nd through the 4th. And at this point, I know there's going to be one, two, three outside festivals. Two will be on the north side in the park over there. One will be over at Bloomfield. Oh, we're
0: spreading it around this year. I like that. All over the place. (laughs) Good.
1: And then... um, there's also like the big concert, Pride on the Shore, that's going to be held over at Stage A.E., and that's with Ava Max and Fletcher.
0: Which I hear is already selling out. Like, <laughs> I'm not ready. Like, <laughs> I need time to digest my summer right, plans. You got, I a, love plan. It. You got a
1: plan. Apparently,
0: yeah. No, I love it. This is, it's so great to see that energy coming back to the city, but also the community in the wake of the pandemic. It's just, it's been a long season.
1: Right. So, and then obviously the the Pittsburgh Pride March and Parade is will be that Saturday as well. Last year, we had 50,000 marchers in the parade. I know they're expecting more Mm -hmm. uh, this year, and it's going to be going down a a different route this year. It's going to go along what is historically an LGBT district downtown. It'll go along Liberty Avenue, plus a lot of uh, historic queer spaces. Then it'll turn over onto the Andy Warhol Bridge, a very iconic LGBTQ individual, and then up into the park for the festival. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: What are you uh, most looking forward to from the celebrations?
1: <laughs> well, I do enjoy a good concert. Yeah, yeah. Um, But for me, it really comes down to that march and parade. You know, when we get get there and we're lining up, there is so much energy, and it's such a positive energy. People are excited to celebrate who they are, and, and just you know, be in a, in a space that's very public and very supportive. And that that parade is like Christmas Christmas morning for me.
0: I love that. Um, Jim Shepard is the editor and founder of Qberg. Please check out their work; it's a great mix of writing and events to connect and support our LGBTQIA+ community.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks.
0: A little more news before you go. Norfolk Southern pledged to pay Pennsylvania $7.4 million for relief for residents affected by the East Palestine train derailment. Most of that money, about $5 million, will reimburse fire departments that responded to the derailment, and another $1 million is funding a community relief effort for residents and business owners. Some of what's left is going to our state departments of Environmental Protection and Health and the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency, PIMA and a very happy holy to those who celebrate. For those who don't know, it's the Festival of Colors and the Hindu celebration of spring. Atithi Studios in Sharpsburg is hosting a festival and celebration this Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. You can look for performances, food, and henna. And if you can't make it, there's also a high tea the following Sunday at 11.30 a.m. We'll have more info on that and how to get tickets in our newsletter. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, let us know. Hit us up in the DMs. Send us an email, pittsburgh at citycast.fm. And forward that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter to someone you think needs to know what to do in the burg Okay, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. I like it. We, we did some work and we made more work for
1: ourselves. <laughs> yes, yes, we did.